Ogumba Wale for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hey, women's hoops fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala coming to you for another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. This is Thursday, which means we are focused on social justice. If you listen to Tuesday's episode, you know I focused on the podcast, an essential resource, if you will, Remotely Renee. Yes, that's Remotely Renee, hosted by the one, the only, Renee Montgomery. And I teased a little bit of a conversation that Renee had with Stacey Abrams. As you know, if you were a a listener to Tuesday, Thursday shows, I've been keeping an eye on the Georgia runoff. It's happening right now. Early voting is happening right now in the state of Georgia, and the official election day is January 5th. So we are coming down to the wire, and I want to play a little bit more from the conversation. I, I pulled a clip. For Tuesday's show, and I want to play a little bit more just so you can hear from someone who plays for the Atlanta Dream in Renee Montgomery and someone who is very invested in Georgia politics in Stacey Abrams talk about the runoff and the election and the importance of getting out the vote. While I do believe in that, I just want to remind you that neither Erica Lindsay Ayala, that's me, nor Locked On Women's Basketball is endorsing any candidate. We are simply offering what women's basketball is talking about when it comes to the Georgia election and their continual fight for social justice. So I'm going to play a little bit of that. And then, you know, it's Christmas Eve. I come from um, Spanish-speaking descent in Puerto Rico y Cuba, and we celebrate on Christmas Eve, which means I am going to enjoy some family time later today Also, before that, though, actually, if you are into NASDAQ, if that's your jam, the NWHL will be ringing the closing bell virtually, of course. And speaking of Puerto Rico, I was able to participate in this virtual bell ringing, and I actually was in Puerto Rico, in Puerto Rico, San Juan, as a matter of fact, when I recorded the video. See how that all tied in? That was fantastic. I love it. I love it. Anyway, uh... I'm going to give you a little bit from Renee and Stacy, but I also want to go back when we're talking about social justice, and I'm kind of going to give you a little bit of a hybrid, talking about social justice and another essential resource. I want to re-up and replay my conversation with Bria Felician. In part, I'm going to cut it up for you a little bit, but Bria is fantastic, covering not just the WNBA, but women's basketball as a part of the next newsroom. I can't say enough amazing things about Bria, so I just want you to hear the conversation for yourself. So first, you'll hear a little bit from Renee, and then the last two segments, you'll hear from Bria and a little bit more about the Black Sportswoman. You should be subscribed to that newsletter. You should follow the Black Sportswoman on social media, and at the end of the show, I will give that to you. So not only are you going to are not only are you going to want to stick around for all of that, but I did a special read today. I did a special live read 
first one I've ever seen comes on Christmas Eve. What a treat, what a gift. I got to do a live read that was specific for Locked On Women's Basketball podcast. Locked On Women's Basketball has definitely been one of my top 20 moments in 2020. More about that coming on my personal social media channels. You should follow me at elinz08 or at Sports Talk ELA. That's sports underscore talk underscore E-L-A. Over on Instagram, I have a top 20 list that's going to be coming after this weekend, starting off on Sunday leading up to the new year. But Lockdown Women's Basketball is definitely in, in one of those top 20, and I'm so excited. I don't know. You'd have to go to Howard, of course, to know if there's ever been a read, but this is my first live read that's specific to Lockdown Women's Basketball. It gives me an opportunity once again to tell you to subscribe, to like, to rate, review, and of course, to share Locked On Women's Basketball. I mentioned Howard Megdahl. He got the ball rolling and was doing this on his own for a long time, but now we have a whole crew. We have Amy Audibert and Gabe Ibrahim, who come to you every Monday. I, of course, am your Tuesday, Thursday host, and Howard Megdahl is keeping us locked on women's basketball every Friday, and I believe... He has a conversation with Amanda Zowie Beat coming up. Talk about social justice. My goodness. AZB all day. And just so locked on, if you will, her spirituality, her faith, and just being a positive beam of light. And it's been a tough go for the New York Liberty. Certainly was in the wobble. I'm looking forward to that conversation. But I digress as I and want to do. <laughs> We're going to hear from Renee Montgomery and Stacey Abrams coming up next, and then we'll spend the rest of the show doing a little bit of a rewind to my conversation with Bria Felician. And don't forget, you're going to want to listen to that promo, that live read that I recorded about Lockdown Women's Basketball. All right, folks, have a happy Have a healthy. If you, like me, are celebrating Christmas, I hope you enjoy time with family, friends, whether it's virtual or in person. And don't worry, we'll be back before 2020 ends. But don't worry, we are ready. We will be back before 2020 ends. And of course, we're getting the legs ready to drive straight down the lane and to the hoop for 2021. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. Hey, and the NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag And if you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and you use that promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Hey, listen, I'm here in New York for NFL fans in New York. The Jets already eliminated, but listen, the Giants technically still in the hunt. So let's get it going. Check out betonline.ag. You don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. Let's get in on that action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, as promised, a little bit more from that conversation with... Stacey Abrams and Renee Montgomery, I teased a little bit of this conversation 
on Tuesday's episode, so highly recommend you listen. I am pumping the tires of Renee Montgomery and her new venture, her new show, Remotely Renee. I'm enjoying it. I think it's fantastic. But uh, Renee Montgomery got to sit down with someone who has been integral to the conversation about voting and voter registration, voter uh, eliminating voter suppression, not just in Georgia, but throughout the United States. So here is Renee and Stacy. It's the holiday season. We are in the midst of a runoff election that can change the future of America. We've got to get it done. The early voting starts December 14th. The final bell rings on January 5th. If you could give a gift for the future, a gift of change, what's the gift you want to ask for? Everybody to understand their power. You know, I think a lot of people think they're one vote and the many of votes doesn't count, but there is no election that, that would tell you that that's false more than this year. So I think everybody realizing that you have power in yourself, power in the pen, however you want to put it, but you have power to go and change things, so do it. You just got to do it. You know, it's like, I think a lot of people, they're so hands-off with, with politics in general. They're just like, God oh, it doesn't affect me. I'm not into that. I've heard people tell me I'm not into politics, but I want to remind them, you may not be into politics, but politics is into you. Hello, thank you. It decides whether you make a minimum wage. It decides whether you get a stimulus check. It decides whether you get charged with a misdemeanor or a felony. It decides whether your parents get the kind of retirement they've earned. Politics sees us, even if we don't want to be seen. And the reality is, if it wasn't so important, they wouldn't be working so hard to stop so press us. It. Come on now. <laughs> okay. What should voters be on the lookout for? Like, what should we be vigilant about? We've only gotten part of the job done. For progress to come, for us to get COVID relief, for us to get access to jobs, access to justice, for us to see the change we were voting for, we've got to make certain we've got a whole team. And so this election is about sending those last two members of the team to Washington, D.C. And so we need to be vigilant about one misinformation. You have the right to vote. If you are registered in the state of Georgia, you have the right to participate. You have the right to vote. Two, the election was not rigged. What we did was mitigate voter suppression. We made it easier for people who were eligible to vote to actually participate. That's called progress. And that's the only thing we should call it. But number three, we need people to know this is a short runway. That by January 5th, that is last call. It takes all of us to participate in the system, and we have to be vigilant about ignoring those telling us to be quiet. Our power is real, and our power must be heard. Ooh, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Betting on basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get the daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I mean, Auntie just about as fired up as Renee Montgomery. January 5th. Take that same energy that you have now about the Georgia elections into 2021. I mean, I don't really watch Saturday Night Live, but I know how big it is in pop culture. 
I believe it was Kristen Wig. Shout out to Tamron Spurl who who pointed this out to me. I mean, you've got people on SNL wearing the Georgia Vote shirts, which are a collaboration between Breaking Tea and the WNBPA. Of course, that is the Players Union. This thing is big, y'all. But uh, I am very uh, hesitant to give credit to those that have social clout when it comes to social justice. I have not yet been disappointed by the WNBA players as a collective yet. And I think they're finding really innovative ways. And I think the reason that that is is because, as the WNBA players say themselves, this is personal. So wanted to play that for you. Get ready. Georgia's big time in. And coming up next, you'll hear my conversation from earlier this year with Bria Felician, the creator of The Black Sportswoman. I am very excited today to bring you a conversation that I had with Bria Felician. Now, Bria covers soccer, basketball, news. She's an amazing writer, an avid reader. She's got a great YouTube series where she talks about uh, sports books. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bria's. And today, in... In the theme of talking about social justice in women's basketball, Bria's actually going to talk about her newest project. Her latest project is called The Black Sportswoman. It is a newsletter. And I think it really fits into the conversation that I have once a week here on Lockdown Women's Basketball, which is to talk a little bit about off the court. And we know that the WNBA has a social justice council this year. They have an entire campaign. They are supporting the Say Her Name campaign. And I've been talking about that once a week on Lockdown Women's Basketball. And I wanted to offer some other resources to listeners. And the Black Sportswoman is an amazing resource. Bria is an amazing resource and she's going to walk through why she started the newsletter and how she feels what she's focusing on from a history perspective and elevating women's sports fits into what we're seeing in the WNBA. So without further ado, here is my interview with Bria Felician. I am very excited for this segment to have the one the only Bria Felician with me. She is an amazing writer covering so many different aspects of women's sports, but we are going to talk about social justice in women's basketball. So Bria, first, before we get into some of the things that you are doing, I would love to get your reactions to the WNBA being able to champion a social justice uh, initiative while in the wobble, but specifically for them partnering with the African-American Policy Forum and the Say Her Name campaign. I, I think the reaction that like even the general public who are not necessarily basketball fans or WBA fans and how excited they are. I think that kind of speaks to my excitement because I like, I read your story when you first, like, I don't know how long ago that was, but when you wrote in the athletic about like all the work that they were planning to do, I still don't think I realized how much actual like work they were going to do. Not necessarily just like having like the displays and like, uh, and literally amplifying and saying the name of these women. Like I, there are a few people I literally had never heard of. Um, like I'm just amazed by it, but I'm also inspired by it too, because I think we talked about this when we talked um, 
about social justice in other sports, about like the action. And just to see, I'm not necessarily surprised about the level of action and like willingness to learn that these players have by literally partnering with like this. And I just can't, I'm still kind of like, just as I talk to you about it, it's kind of like mind blowing, but I'm not surprised at all because of like, just the more and more I learned about other black women in history that have like been doing this work for like a long time. But it's just like, I'm still, I can't believe the work that they're doing. That's really like the sum of it really. Yeah, it really is. And even when I wrote that piece for The Athletic, I mean, I spoke to Terry Jackson, so I, and I had spoken to Lasia Clarendon briefly, uh, but I think things were still very much in the works. They were just preparing to arrive uh, if, if had just arrived to the to the wobble, uh, as we say, everyone except Lachina, because she don't like that, but she gonna have to get used to it. Um, but I think you're right. the The scope I was not prepared for, and in that piece, I asked Terry, I asked Lasia what the team initiatives would be because I had a, a good sense just just how we see the WNBA season usually roll out. Teams like Indiana have been great. They've done voter registration um, conversations, conversations with law enforcement about public safety, basically since 2016. And the same for the New York Liberty. And they have that under their, uh, the marquee program that they have is Unity Day, which now is Unity Week. Um, so I, I, I had a sense that the players were going to do some things. But Bria, I, w- I would love to hear from you I mean, you have teams like Indiana and Chicago who are kind of doing uh, donation campaigns where for every rebound or for every win, um, different fans and players can commit a certain dollar amount. But then we also see that players are um, getting custom shoes that they plan to auction off and have those proceeds go uh, to local initiatives that are really uplifting black and brown communities. I, I'd love to just get your thoughts on some of that. I think when people are talking about um, like sports are powerful in the way of like the impact on society, I think this is it's like the model of um, what that can be and like what that really is um, because that influences, I think it influences other people to want to, to change their communities and have impact on their communities. Um, the biggest, I think the fact that they are still, um, the, I think the biggest, I would say, I wouldn't say negative, but like I didn't know Indiana had been doing this since 2015 or like just before now. I think I only knew about it because Natalie Achan would like tweeted about it. And I'm like, oh, this is a cool thing. I think the, the only downside, I mean, it's not necessarily about um, like recognition when you're doing the work, but I think I really would, wish there was more like knowledge of in a in a wider sense of what they've been doing this whole time but i really do I, when i talk when people talk about sports are powerful and sports are like uh, an avenue like not necessarily just for like going to college or like doing these other things i think this is like creating a barrel when people say sports can change the world this is kind of what i like envision for a model for other people You know, I'm glad that you mentioned a little bit of the, maybe we'll call it an opportunity um, to really tell that history. And that's why, that's the main reason, honestly, why I wanted you on the podcast. And there's not a lot of education when it comes to how long 
WNBA players have been at this before the corporate sponsorships of AT&T and whoever else, it was the players uniting as one. Um, but you've also started to unearth some of that history when it comes to Black women in sports through a newsletter, The Black Sportswoman. And I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about that, but more so uh, why you started this newsletter that is elevating stories of Black women athletes in sports history. So I... The Black Sportswoman really just like is focused on history of Black women in sports. And right now I'm definitely focused on like Black women athletes. Um, and the reason I started, I've had this idea for like seven months and we launched August 1st. But the reason I wanted to do this, it's kind of like I've been wanting, I've been mad about the way women's sports have been covered since I've been probably in college since I realized like there was a disparity. Um, but then as I continue to get older, I noticed that like black women weren't getting the same type of coverage. Okay. So like in, in sports period, black people are talked about a certain way in, in women's sports, black women aren't necessarily even talked about as much. And then on top of that, when they're talked about, it could be a range of things. So the way Serena's talked about to just not being talked at all, talked about at all. And the first, the very first two episodes, uh, two episodes, two um, editions of the newsletter were about Lucy Harris, who was like literally one of the, like the foundations of our game. Like Pat Summit was saying how the reason that USA Women's Basketball, who again, I don't think is a team that gets as much recognition right. for like how powerful they are, impactful they are. But she's literally the reason that the U Team USA has get, gained international respect. So like the foundation of our game is just not talked about enough. And I, I don't wanna be those people that are, is tweeting about how they're not talked about enough. I wanna actually just bring those stories, like just, I wanna bring those conversations and just talk about these people. And you, I want people to think about, maybe there's, there's another story, a newsletter edition about this, but like just, you can figure out why they aren't talked about as much because I don't want to preach. I don't want to, I just want to elevate um, because I think, I think they're, instead of me giving my opinion, I want to just share my perspective. Like these are the people that I've been thinking about and I think uh, deserve to be honored for their impact. And uh, it's just so heartbreaking just thinking about like some of the people I've researched who are just not talked about at all. And it's just like, are you just gonna, I can't just acting like these people don't exist. So whenever I saw you talk about Freedom's Daughter in that book and like just seeing how thick that book is <laughs> <laughs> of the people not talked about, it's just like, I just, we, I have, I feel like I, this is, I've never felt kind of like my, um, been wondering where my place is in women's sports. Like kind of like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like kind of like just, I know I'm not a breaking news person. I figured that out quickly. So feeling like amplifying these stories so we, talk about people that have contributed so much to our world and hopefully that will add change create change in terms of like talking about the people that are doing things now so we don't have to do interviews and hope that people remember in 40 years yeah i love that you know really just allowing the history to kind of speak for itself but i 
am a huge fan and follower of the Black Sportswoman, and I am happy to ring the alarm as we have heard it sung once before. Locked on Women's Basketball is the only daily podcast covering the world of women's hoops. Join an all-star cast. Hey, that includes me, Erica Lindsay Ayala, each day of the week for a comprehensive look at the worlds of the WNBA, women's college basketball, and international competition that you simply won't find anywhere else. Subscribe to Locked on Women's Basketball on your favorite podcast provider. Let's go! Would y'all look at that? I talk about ringing the alarm on that episode with Bria, and we ringing the alarm at NASDAQ today. So we're going to have some Team More Melanin. I don't know who else from Team More Melanin is going to be on there. I mean, I hope I made the cut. I know I sent a video in, so, you know, it might be a little awkward if if I'm not in the crowd. But, no, 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 you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So uh, ringing the, the NASDAQ alarm. I did it last year with the NWHL in person. That was a wild experience. It was, like, a little bit awkward because you're just kind of smiling and clapping. But it was kind of fun. Like, you know, it was like, hey, YOLO, whatever. And then I got to do it virtually from Puerto Rico this year. I thought it was pretty dope. So, uh, yeah, NWHL, lots of news coming there. I'm not going to waste your time. I know you're here for women's basketball. But, hey, follow me, elindsay 8 That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8. I do cover women's hockey, a little bit of women's soccer, along with Bria. And uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in women's soccer, but we got to, you know, I want to see women's soccer, uh, women's soccer and women's hockey. But mostly I was thinking about women's hockey, women's soccer. That's a whole nother thing right now. But um, I'd like both of those sports to really take on and be critical and thoughtful, uh, critical in their thinking and and of themselves, and thoughtful in how to talk about racial and social justice, how to talk about inclusion. And I think there's some work to do. But with Bria on the case, you know, with me trying to hold it down, we will get there. We will get there. So again, I'm going to recharge for the rest of this week, come back to, you know, Finish out 2020 strong and get ready for 2021. As always, thank you for listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. Hey, we have our own live read now, y'all. I'm excited. So that means we need you to spread the word, share, subscribe, rate, review, so we can get more ears, more focus on Locked On Women's Basketball. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners. We appreciate you. We honor you. We wish you a happy holidays and I'll catch you next week. This is Erica Lindsay Ayala, your Tuesday, Thursday host of Locked on Women's Basketball, signing out. Peace.